And we're live? Oh, JK, TZV, we are live for the <laughs> first and, all, and last and only official Without Remorse podcast you are ever going to get, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to everyone who's here. I've been posting about this shit for like two weeks, three weeks now. Uh, hopefully enough people are going to tune in and uh, we're going to make this a celebration because this is a celebration. I want to stress this right now. We're not dying like... Like we're not sing we're not gonna sing our own swan song here. We're just gonna celebrate the last ten years of uh, enjoying metal that we like, writing shit about shit that we like with and having fun ourselves with you. So yeah, <clears throat> we originally actually tried to do this uh, about three years ago, something like that, and. Yeah. Uh, we had, we uh, we sounded like boring fucks back then, to be honest. I mean, and uh, we we don't sound that much more exciting now, but things are changed. Anyway, I, I for one feel more comfortable with my public speaking, and uh, yep, good times. Hello, good times. So, <laughs> without remorse, for those of you who don't know. Which is probably the majority of you. <laughs> is yeah, probably. Was, was, to be honest, was now. Uh, a Northwest England based web design who focused generally on extreme metal as well as some alternative music and a bit of hip hop at times. Just like sh shit that, uh, that one of us likes. And weird ambient. Uh, <laughs> and weird ambient, yeah, weird ambient was done. And it started 10 years ago by this man, OJK, who's going to tell you all about it now. Yeah, basically started the webzine in 2007 because I wanted to start a label, but I had no money and didn't know any bands. So it's a pretty shit dream. And then I uh, started interviewing bands and met, met loads of people, met loads of cool bands, but mainly um, interviewed... Yeah, started off by interviewing the Berserker in December 2007 as a joke <laughs> to see if I could actually get in contact with a band that I liked. And I did it because one of my friend's favourite bands was the Berserker. So I thought, I can, um, if I can get in touch with them, he might think that's cool or whatever. It just kind of went on from there. Yeah. And then... I uh, started interviewing local bands and stuff like that, and then... I had some help from another guy back then called Tom, who was, um, he plays in a black metal band, but his identity is secret, so I can't really give that away, but uh, he, uh, he used to help me a lot. And then I met this guy, known as Stan, and he, uh, he turned it all around. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a, a bit of, uh, ahead of ourselves here. Let's get back to the early days. So yeah, you 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 were living in suburban northwest England. Uh, you had a goal, you had a goal in mind, but you did not have the yeah. resources to make it happen. But uh, you were determined, so you decided to you, uh, to do whatever you can and uh, make something happen. So you started that, and and what a way to start, by the way. I mean, the Berserker, one 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 of the legendary bands in industrial grindcore. Yeah, yeah, that was um, 
a strange band, but for some reason, me and almost all my friends liked them a lot, so it made sense to interview the Berserker. <laughs> the Berserker are great, man. You, you can't go wrong with the Berserker when you're, uh, when you're when you're in the extreme metal scene. Uh, no. Yeah, they're the, they're one of the most respected bands, uh, like extreme metal bands, who come out of Australia, and they're recognized worldwide. And uh, and props to Berserker, by the way. I mean, they ha they have long disbanded since like they've not been active for years and years. But hopefully, if somehow, some way, this podcast re reaches the Berserker, thank you, the <laughs> Berserker. Like, yeah, thank you, the Berserker. <laughs> that like, was some yeah, crazy music. You, you saw you saw that was some crazy music. You've made our days. Uh, I've like uh, Oliver uh, owns uh, the principles and practices of the Berserker. He Old me that uh, he let me that uh, DVD so I can watch it for a few days years back. I I spent like a couple late nights watching that DVD. It made my it made my night. It was amazing and uh, prop, props to big bands like that in general who just get a random email from someone just anyone that not like not even a, an established uh, service or label or anything and uh, but that but they want to do it and. Uh, they uh, they do their bit they do their bit basically and uh, they make things happen, so mad respect to the berserker for that. Anyone who's willing to do stuff like that uh, deserves mad respect. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the better things was being able to actually reach these bands, which at the time, especially with the internet, not even being. I mean, it's only ten years ago, but the internet was pretty different. It wasn't like you could just get in touch with anyone like you can now on Facebook. Really, I mean, you could on MySpace a bit, but. To be able to like get in touch with bands that I was even just for myself, just to ask some questions. I didn't really care if anyone read anything. I was just like wanted to know if like I don't know, fucking the Berserker, I don't know, were using a drum machine on such an album or whatever nerdy question I wanted to ask. Like Chris McFit has just wrote in the chat, Sloth! Hello Chris. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, Christopher. Yeah, but yeah, man, amazing times, amazing times. So what a way to start, considering that without remorse, was uh, start, uh, started as something that was always going to be underground. It was something that, like right, right from the bat, we we're going to talk about bands that were not really gonna get like the light of day, so to speak. They were not going to be widely recognized and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, really. And we re really focused uh, on small bands, just like bands that nobody else paid attention to. This is one of the things I'm personally proud of. I managed to get a few bands out there that were overlooked, that, that that were that did not get like uh, the attention they uh, potentially deserved. Because there were a lot, of, there are a lot of good bands out there, but you know, huge huge magazines, metal magazines. Uh, I'm not gonna call any names out, but like huge magazines, uh, they tend to write about bands that make noise, they tend to, to write about bands that are already established. Yes, they check a lot of uh, the smaller bands out, but not really, not, they don't really pay that much attention to the little guys. And uh, I think we gave a lot of little guys in the Northwest, in our local scene, and worldwide, by the way, worldwide, uh, we gave them a, a lot of chance and they gave them, we gave them a, a, a chance to shine, uh, to have that special moment that every band wants, which is some, some, uh, much deserved attention and then hopefully we helped uh, their music to spread along a li li little bit and yeah, yeah. we've helped uh, yeah. to en enrich the music scene worldwide 
So I mean, some of the bands we were kind of like so experimental. It wouldn't really. The, some of it doesn't really fit anywhere either. So I think it, some of those bands probably struggle to get a bit of recognition. Because I mean, if you take something like I don't know, like say P Rex for example, it's it's like rap, but it's not like rap rap. Do you know oh. what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know I know lots of rap guys. They'll put their ex on. They'll be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, most like rap fans wouldn't. It's like really different rap, but in a good way. In the in a really good way. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, P Rex is a guy that we've uh, reviewed in the past. We've gotten in touch with him. He's kind of a friend without remorse. Uh, we we talk quite a bit with the guy. He's a cool guy from uh, Seattle, Washington, United States, and he makes sci-fi urban industrial rap if i can describe it this way mm. very 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 uh, very very niche stuff uh not, not not something that you hear every day and it's quite interesting uh quite fascinating in its own way and uh he, he he's one of those guys that i assume has kind of been overlooked since his project has been out for years and he's been going to his local clubs playing shows and rapping to his friends with his friends as well, and uh, I I imagine we managed to give him um, to uh, to gain him quite a few listeners and give him uh, quite a bit of coverage, especially in the European circle, because there's a lot of people that uh, enjoy rap in in Europe and uh, stuff that would yeah. not have yeah. otherwise heard about P Rex, and they would enjoy his music, and I believe his music would actually be enjoyed more, but even by metal fans and like ambient weird noise fans, than it would by uh, hip hop guys. Yeah, it's probably like, um, I'd say it's like, there's lo loads of people who get into it. I wouldn't say there's any real typical person who's just going to get into that, do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. um, like there'll be some metal guys who absolutely despise it, but I mean, at the same time, it's like well, just one of those things where I think if you've got good taste, you'll you'll make the right choice and get into P-Rex. <laughs> but we can say that about any music genre, any, any piece of music as well. Not, nothing ever will be liked by everyone. There will be people out there who hate, who will hate everything just because they can, just because you know that's their mentality. I mean, if if you go out there with the goal of uh, trying to make everyone happy, you will be very miserable. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just impossible. Just make just make yourself happy. Do something that uh, uh, fulfills you personally. Do something that makes you happy. Do something that makes you feel like you're contributing to your uh, metal community for example which was in our case to the world to the world metal community and just makes yeah just do something that you believe in and there will always be people who appreciate it and believe in you and uh, are happy with uh, what you're doing and stuff like that and there will always be people who don't like it that's fine that's just the way things are that's true if you do if we called it like music review blog it would be a lot less interesting you know what i mean yeah I, th like, I, th I think the unique name of it uh without remorse website sort of is so, sort of one of the things that makes it special um uh, and uh it sort of uh, adds to the character of the webzine so to speak because you know when you read the title without remorse you're not expecting to read about opera or something like that you know no, you're, you're, no. you're probably you're probably thinking this is going to be like some mad grime shit or like some some extreme metal shit, which is the case. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Question for you again. In the early days, when you first started, when you when you first published uh, the Berserker, what platform did it happen on? What 
I mean, we're using uh, Blogger now, which is our platform. But how did Without Remorse start? What platform did it start on? It was on um, MySpace. You could uh, you could have a like there was a blog section in the middle which people mainly used as like a diary thing for like I don't know if you went on a day out you could write about it and share it on the internet if you wanted to. But I just started doing it on there because also on MySpace there was a send message button and if the band page was legit the messages obviously go to them or like management. <coughs> but with a band like the Berserker are quite big but not like it's not Metallica isn't it the They'd obviously control their own MySpace, so you could get in touch with bands fairly easily. And it was like, it was fun. It, there was no intention of doing anything with it at that point, like showing it to anyone or anything really. It was just like me and me and a few friends were just trying to see who was the biggest band we could interview. Basically, it wasn't, you know what I mean. There was no, um, there was no real goal or anything like that. The only and the reason it was called Without Remorse Webzine is because me and my friend were really into death metal and we wanted to call it Without Remorse Records, but like I say, we didn't know any bands or have any money at all. So, yeah, that's that. That's how that came to be. And then we moved on to WordPress and then for a while we did have a .com site, which was run by another guy who I've just remembered now who helped us. I think he was called Lex, who was friends with a guy, another guy who the other guy at the time called Tom who helped me out with it and then uh, yeah I kind of lost contact with him because he deleted all his social media and we were never that close in uh, the real dimension so yeah I see I see so around when did that happen the transition from the MySpace to the WordPress and then the website how long that, ago, if you had to that, that was probably all in 2007, 2000 and, 2007, 2000 and, like a year basically, a year, year and a half or something, it was quite quick, like, because they were quite eager to get on with it, so it was just like, um, yeah, like, straight away really, they, they kind of handled more of that stuff, and Tom interviewed a few black metal bands, I can't remember anymore, but uh, I can't remember what they were called, Imperial Vengeance, something like that, <laughs> sounds like a band. I've, I've heard that name before to be honest I've, I've heard yeah. that somewhere years years ago I've heard that name somewhere yeah it probably is a band <laughs> yeah I'm sure it is and then did like Agrafo with Nosebleed and stuff like that but I mean, yeah even, it is. even back then you were talking to Agrafo with Nosebleed yeah even back then I interviewed Agrafo with Nosebleed and who else um Recon which was like a really slow hardcore band and um, yeah, there was loads. Iron Dissonance. It was just like, uh, just kind of like whatever was on my iPod at the time. I would try an email, like basically. Like, well, I probably didn't even have an iPod then. What was ever on my CD player was like, was um, what I would try and get in contact with really, and like, uh. I'd say more at that point, it was just a metal blog as well, because at the time, being a 17, all I listened to was metal all the time, and it was always extreme metal, or, yeah, I didn't listen to anything that was like rock or anything like that, it was all just death metal, deathcore, and slam, and like, <laughs> all that type of stuff, but then after a while, that kind of got a bit old, and I started listening to bands like... The Dillinger Escape Plan and whatnot, which led me to just becoming more open-minded in general. And uh, 
Pens getting into the rap sort of stuff like P Rex and whatnot, and just loads of music in general, like Ulver and projects of a similar nature to Ulver, all the weird ambient stuff, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, when you mentioned Deathcore, the first thing that popped into my head was guess what? What? The first shirt. Yeah, yeah, that is a very Deathcore shirt. That is. Uh, I actually don't. I wish I had one to show the stream, but actually. Uh, I had four of them at one point, and uh, I uh, gave my last without remorse uh, official Scozy shirt to a charity that gives uh, clothes to uh, homeless people and stuff like that a few months ago when I donated like a couple of bags of old clothes that I didn't want. Uh, so, I don't, unfortunately, this one is lost for us forever. Maybe the people of England still carry it somewhere, proud. Yeah. But. Um, the school, yeah. yeah, the school one. So, yeah, yeah. so, so for the listeners who don't know, it was a sloppy logo that said "without remorse" website. It was sort of like in a, it was sort of like a, in a deathcore sort of style. And then there was a this school who seemed to be like this human school who seemed to be like very poorly photoshopped, and. Uh, he had four eye sockets, and uh, the actual school was like in the shape of an egg. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So talk to me about that. How did how 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 did that happen? How did that came to be? Uh, well, like I say, I was at the time I was pretty obsessed with deathcore and whatever. Like every every deathcore band that came out, even though I was never like a sceny weenie, I always like I could go into death metal before that stuff. But I um. I emailed a guy and said, "Can you do me a design that looks like a deathcore thing?" And he sent me that. Like I didn't, I didn't give him any brief or anything, and that was that. I mean, I didn't even know his dad has until you told me. Well, well, he did uh, an accurate job of it. Like the, it did honestly looked like a deathcore design. Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty, I'm pretty perfect. Sure, I, I can't remember who it was, but I can swear I had someone tell me it's like a very deathcore. Like someone else has said that as well. But like, you kind of. Made- sense at the time because that was really 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 popular at the time like, like i mean not that it makes sense to just do things because they're popular but at the time i was just into that scene and like everyone i knew was into that scene and it was just a like yeah he and he was really into the scene he played in like deathcore bands and things like that well sort of bands of that style so it made a lot of sense that it um It made a lot of sense, yeah, that he designed a shirt like that. He also did yeah. another one for me, but it only got used like twice. But all right, what what was the second design like? I don't think I've ever seen it. I think it's on the Facebook page. It was just like block text. It was just like um... oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Said so without remorse, it was on. That was when I got more into like really bad hardcore, and I thought I need to get myself some big block letters <laughs> for a minute there. <laughs> And then obviously I, I got, yeah. Uh, no, continue, continue. You were making a point. I was just gonna say about then. Obviously, I got in touch with Mike Majewski, and he started doing artwork. And um, we'll get to that in good time. But before that, back in that early uh, days, back in those early days, from what I've heard, it was like the local northwest scene was doing pretty well. Can yeah, you, yeah. Can, can, Sorry, can you? Can you t- talk to us about 
from what you've seen, what the Northwest uh, metal scene was back then, and what you've seen and experienced, and etc. Yeah, it was weird at the time because don't get me wrong, most of the people who attended those gigs, it was just trendy, like breakdowns and all that stuff was really trendy and like really heavy music like you'd see i mean i'm not saying girls can't be into heavy music but you would see girls in despised icon hoodies which i mean come on like most girls aren't or the acacia strain it's like most girls aren't really into that crap like but anyway um but these bands are playing preston at that time like there's a band called ruthless maybe a bit later and the viscerax who were on the brink of doing something really big, I think, with the first EP. And these gigs in, like, pubs would just be packed with people listening to some of the heaviest music you've ever heard, whether it be, like, hardcore, grindcore, death metal or metal or anything. Metalcore, things like that. It would just be... It seemed like, at the time, heavy music was just really popular anywhere you went, just because of, like, the deathcore scene was huge. It was, it was kind of cool to listen to. Like, me and a friend always talk about this how it was like for a minute it was kind of cool to listen to like the heaviest thing you could find it'd be like people who would normally consider themselves too cool for the scene it'd be listening to like i don't know despised icon or something really really loud and heavy or iron dissonance or something so i mean in hindsight most of that was just the time it had nothing to do with the, the music being any better or worse than it ever is it was just like I mean, I remember going to gigs like an Eviscerax gig. I think when they re- when they released the first EP or just after that, and there was like a legitimate pit, like a real one. Like there was yeah. loads of people. Like, I mean, it was so full that when you walked in, you were literally sliding through. People. Like you had to like go through a gap between everyone. It was just packed, and like the guitarist is in the crowd, just fucking going berserk. And like, obviously, the original vocalist who's an absolute monster was just um, like that band just killed it back then. They were. Uh, they were fucking sick, to be fair. <laughs> and then that kind of went away a bit, though. And it, I mean, there was, there was still for a few years. There was a bit of a scene in Preston, like it. I mean, there probably is, and I'll probably get called like, "You just don't go to the gigs anymore." But I mean, I can't be asked going to a gig where there's like four people and the band even don't want to be there. Like, that's no, that's right. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, this is a bit of the downside of things. But I have attended, uh, uh, not this year, but in 2014, 2015, I have attended gigs in Preston, Northwest England where there'll be like three four locals bands playing and literally there'll be like 15 people in the crowd and those 15 people were like the band members of the rest of the bands so there'll be a band playing and there'll be the rest of the band the, the band members of the rest of the bands watching them and then there'll be me and there'll be like two other people there who perhaps could have been there by chance perhaps they didn't even know that that was happening so yeah um yeah i mean don't get me wrong like Everyone's got to um, everyone's got to start out and whatnot. And like, I, I'm not really in a band, so I can't really judge anyone. But oh, yeah. I know it's tough. I know it's tough playing to four people and whatever. But they um, they didn't really seem to. It was like a it was like a club. Yeah, like it became like a club. It's like anyone couldn't just go. It felt like if you didn't know anyone, people would just be like acting a bit weird with you all night. It was like odd. Like as me and you have seen at times and whatnot. Yeah, it was just yeah, a bit I, like. I know what you mean. I know what you mean a bit exclusive instead of just being like anyone just goes and I think that killed it off for a lot of people like certainly stopped me going to gigs anyway like on a, on a brighter note though uh, props to the bands for believing in what uh, they're making and still continuing to push through uh, even even if that would mean that they would play 
for like 10 people that they are their friends because because i would do it if, if i have a band and i show up and nobody cares i'll be like at the very least i'm not gonna show up there for a long long time but they'll play like the same bands who play like month after month after month so Pro yeah, like yeah. props to the bands for their persistence like i don't think i'll, I'll be that persistent in their no, position no, no. No, it's like, yeah, like, they kind, of, they kind of have a good work ethic and whatever. I just wasn't really into the bands, to be honest. And some of the people in the bands grated them after a while. But I'm sure I grated on them, you know what I mean? It's just like, just one of those things where, and I do think as well, at the time, as I was saying, when there were gigs that were full of people, it was like, uh, it was a bit of a trend, you know what I mean? It like uh, None of the people who were at those gigs are um, still into really underground death metal crossed with hardcore like it's just not like and that, that's fine that is what it is but that that's the only reason the scene was so big or whatever but at the time being 17 and not even legally supposed to be there i thought it was like this is gonna be like this forever you know what i mean i didn't realize how good it was at that moment yeah i think it it's coming, like one of those golden moments i think it's coming back a bit now because yeah like Maybe maybe not in Preston, but I mean in general because I meet like more people now who like metal than I did a few a couple of years ago. I didn't know by yourself and like maybe a few other friends. It felt like even my closer friends were like not into it, which is fine. Like each to their yeah. own, and people move on, and people like me and you listen to loads of stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I think it is coming back a bit, and it's becoming a bit more like one of our friends, the big Chris McPhee, even has the Download Festival tattoo, which is cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. Represent respect, but respect the way the mad dog tattooed on his leg, I believe. Shout out to yeah. Chris McPhee. That um, yeah. <laughs> awesome tattoo. Yeah, I've got a shout out to Lewis Fordham, who uh, he's also a guy he's watching now. He's also a guy who, um, yeah, he, it's cool. It was cool. It's been cool recently. Me, well, not that recently, like the past few years, meeting people who like they just to get the same stuff as me even if we're not into the same type of stuff i mean i do listen to a lot of odd music so it's cool to just meet people who are passionate about music it could be anything like but i felt like go away for a while i felt like i was kind of talking to myself a lot of the time but um it does feel like that especially when you're when you're uh, in a small scene and you're dealing with bands uh that, that are like very small and they like don't get any attention when you're trying to reach out to other parts of the world through the internet and uh try to get some of the other bands, you either get uh, responses from like smaller bands that again don't get that much exposure and you can't really get them that much exposure in your scene and then if you try to go for a bigger band you usually get shown away and stuff like that. There's a reason why uh, unfortunately more, more like the bigger metal media, like the bigger uh, uh, zines and uh, actual magazines that get published stuff like that don't really focus on anyone first they don't have the resources and uh they, ju they just like there's nothing for them as well because obviously you know it has to be beneficial for anybody they can't just waste resources and stuff like that and time and money just going for everyone uh, yeah it's it, um go on sorry it is a struggle being in this scene i, I want to like say this for everyone who's listening right now it, it's it is a struggle uh, and you and I have experienced it firsthand year after year after year to be in this uh, cycle of uh, spending uh, hours and days about writing about small bands and trying to help small bands stuff like that with next to no not next to nothing coming in return like sometimes unfortunately and again I'm not 
gonna mention that in this, but there have been times where you're trying to help a bunt and not only you get nothing in return, but you get like hate, disrespect, non-appreciation in return. So we have experienced this. Everybody who's tried to to, to uh, do what we do and uh, be in those circles uh, has experienced this. Unfortunately, that's one of the most more negative sides of the one of those darker, less positive sides it, of the whole thing. Like that a, has happened. In my opinion, it's kind of the scene that kills itself. It's like it's like I did, I, I did write an article about that. If you go on the Without Remorse website, it's like the self. It's called the self-destructive UK uh, metal scene or something like that. It's, it's like the people are so picky and fussy and choosy and like whiny and bitchy and this and this and this that it just doesn't give anything a chance to grow that much. Like the bands get through obviously and whatever and like people are people accept certain things but I think in a lot of cases it's just like no band will try anything new because they're just going to get absolutely destroyed or whatever and like people make memes out of bands and that. I really don't like the current state of that type of shit. Like I mean I know it's fun or whatever but like it kind of I mean it just kind of ruins it a bit. People hating on just anything for anything. Like I don't, I don't like say, Gent. I would never listen to that. But I like the fact that there's people who are passionate enough about a type of music. Like that, that makes me, that's cool to me. Like I don't, like I won't sit around listening to Periphery in a million years. But like, it's good that they're passionate enough to have an opinion. But the people who just hate on shit randomly, it's just like go away. Like I, I, I think it's good. Like. Many, like, I imagine there's like, a lot of extreme metal uh, fans out there. Uh, Louis uh, Fordham just wrote, people are too close-minded to me. Yeah, that's, that does happen, Louis. Uh, that does happen very much. But uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of the people who listen to extreme metal in particular and uh, stuff like that, who would probably not listen to, most of them probably would not listen to Gen stuff and stuff like that, don't realize that stuff like that is... Uh, actually positive and beneficial and we actually need more stuff like in, in order for extreme metal to do well we need actually uh, we actually want more stuff from other genres stuff like that. we want to have this nice diversity and variety because that that, that that pushes the extreme metal guys to be more competitive because that brings competition to the picture you have to compete with all, all those new genres and it pushes you to perform that much better so that will give us better death metal for example or better black metal, or better doom metal, or whatever metal you want. If you throw those gen guys in, or those post guys in, or whatever, the more, the more, the more people you have, because uh, you more or less you, you are going to have the same number of people who listen to metal. I mean, if if you throw more genres in, it's not it's not like you're gonna convince more pe more people to listen to metal, like to convert more like everyday people who listen to like pop and just India or whatever to listen to extreme metal it's not gonna happen well a few people will will actually a few more people will start to listening uh, start listening to it but for example because you know some some new people will pick up some of the new material that is out there but for example if you double if you double the bands in extreme metal and in metal in general you're not you're not gonna get like twice as many metal heads if that makes sense you're gonna get a bit more but not twice as more and uh yeah, so so it'll be more people competing competing to capture the imagination and appreciation and uh, the gratitude of uh, yeah, yeah. the same amount of people, and that will, that will make that, that that will push people to be more competitive because only those who are more competitive and and strive harder and try harder to to make uh, to improve their, themselves as musicians 
and as people because that's part of the, the whole process as well uh, will succeed and that is good for competition and will, and will br bring better music and better metal in every single genre out there because every, everybody's gonna try harder it's good for everyone but people don't get that no no they're a bit like um it's like they think their way of thinking is the only way like their opinions are never wrong it's like um yeah it's like they think like there's a rule book or something like you have to listen to this and do this and you do this and it's like no i can like i can listen to evanescence and then i don't know pig destroyer if I want, like all day, every day, like, yeah. and that's that's cool that I would do that <laughs> instead yeah, of just it's being, awesome. it's awesome. Instead of just being like, oh, one or the other, like, it's music, it's not food. Yeah. <laughs> like, I uh, uh, if you if you if you have uh, looked at my without remorse articles out there, I'm DZV, obviously. Um, I li I listen to some some of the most extreme stuff out there when it comes to my I'm list I'm, li I'm listening to the blackest of the black the most extreme of the most extreme, and uh, at the same time I like EDM and I like nice women singing and I like quiet music I like ambient and that's cool, that's cool. I'm not a hater. Yeah. I don't I don't discriminate against music genres in particular. There there are things there are musicians and uh, music that I don't like in EDM and there's music that I like in extreme metal quite quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's cool it's cool to I'm be like that. that there's nothing wrong with it like it's cool to listen to whatever I mean as long as people are into it like I listen to like I don't know loads of noise rock mainly like that's what I'm really into now but I um, yeah it's just people should just chill out and be nice to each other and do more for the community that's what people should do yeah by the way something uh, as a reference just to you we've already done 33 and a half minutes <laughs> That's a that's not bad. I thought I um I didn't know. I thought it'd have a last about an hour, or we'll talk for like five minutes and then be like, yeah, run out of things to say. Uh, no, we we could talk about metal forever, my friend. I, I told you we can talk about metal all night. We'll see how long we can go for. So let's jump back to without remorse for a little bit. Yeah, so, go on. Uh, those days were uh, were great. There were a lot of things in the metal scene. You were talking to lots of bands. You were on. Uh, on the dot com, on uh, WordPress, etc., etc., and then towards, I'd say, spring slash summer two thousand and twelve, things started to change. You made uh, the blogger block. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I'd left the I'd, I'd left the webzine for a little bit because just life in general, really, and. It it was like as you know, it's painful when you're emailing bands asking for interviews and they're saying yes. You're spending ages writing questions that you think will be interesting, then they don't reply. It's like, why did you not just say no? So I got a bit tired of that, and then um, I think the dot com thing. I didn't know. I I never had the password for it, or the guy deleted it. I can't remember. It wasn't there anymore. I couldn't get on the WordPress. So I thought, I'll just start, set up a blogger. I don't even have a logo, which I consider the thing at the time. And I started interviewing, like, um, who would that be? Like, more hardcore bands for a minute. And then it just kind of became like a more like a personal blog than a um, anything with a goal. You know what I mean? It was just like, if I'm listening to a new band I think are cool, I'd just post it on there and then send it to my friends instead of just write, copying the link. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then, um, yeah, just kind of, that's the last format is stayed at. 
it's been the it's probably been it's probably the most um it's probably the most simple to use basically like i could just throw yeah. stuff up as soon as i was hearing it i didn't have to think like i have to finish the review then send it to this guy and then he does this and then yeah yeah especially with, with small projects like that where you know it's just you and a couple other guys and every and uh, everyone has to do a lot of things and there has to be communication they, obviously it's not like a real job so Everybody does it whenever they can. It's best to do that as much as possible by your own. So, yeah, so, yeah. so would it be fair to say that sooner or later you lost uh, contact with people that were helping you? Well, yeah, it was because I didn't. The guy who made the website, I didn't know him anyway. I got I added him on MSN. It's that long ago because someone said he'd help me make a website, and then the other guy. He deleted all his Facebook and everything, and just joined a black metal band. <laughs> so, like, yeah, a good black metal band. But I don't really want to give his identity away by saying the band name. But he, um, it's a band you should check out because it is the closest thing to feedback you can listen to. But yeah, the um, I'll I kind of to say about that. <laughs> I kind of lost contact to him, and then. Uh, he did actually send me an email from his band account, which I was a bit gutted about actually saying, well, from an email saying, do you want to keep in touch? And I only discovered it on an email address I'd no longer used like four years later. So if you by any chance hear this, email me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, Lewis Fortham is asking, uh, best Lamb of God album? It's a good question, Lewis. Uh, I'd say as the palaces burn. Black Label, maybe? Well, New American Gospel. New American Gospel, yeah. No, I'd say uh, As the Palace is Burned. That's a, that's a good album. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, you, you, can't, you can't go wrong with As the Palace is Burned. Actually, I actually forgot, like, uh, Lewis, I, I used to listen to a lot of uh, Lamb of God when Oliver first met me back in 2010. I was listening to a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, Lamb of God. That was like the first heavier metal band that I got, that was introduced to when I was in high school. And I knew all, the, all their music had their. Uh, I, I had a pirate copy of their discography, but uh, uh, it's been years since I've listened to, <laughs> to Lamb of God. It just like fell like off like this uh, groovy chill metal, uh, like as a whole back in 2012 around that time anyway, and then just went full extreme metal. But uh, yeah, Lamb of God are cool band. There has been some controversy surrounding them for a long time with their vocalists, Randy Blythe and stuff like that. And uh, but that's all bullshit. And I feel like it's not really not even his fault either. I mean, shit happens. So yeah, yeah. So, so, sometimes shit happens to good people, and there's nothing you can do about it. So. Yeah, I, I think like the guy takes too, uh, gets too much shit for it, and uh, I wish people chill out more. And he's like, Lamb of God is still a cool band, no matter what. And uh, yep, just chill out. Yeah, people. And th thanks for the comments, people. I'm appreciating that. It's making it fun. Thanks. Like, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a few people. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean it's not fun. Any, I don't. I mean it's fun talking to you anyway. I'm just saying, I. Uh, I um, 
it makes it fun when people are interacting. Do you listen to Havoc? And and if so, do you think they're uh, underrated? AKA Redneck. Uh, I don't listen to. Them, but I don't listen to Havoc either. I thought Sacrament was good, but Redneck was overplayed massively, like horribly, like all the time. It's what, it's what as well. I'm not sure if you're actually looking at the chat. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did. I haven't heard Havoc though. I have to check that out. It's not very good of me, is it? Not even that. Although I remember the name. But keep them comments coming, bros. And Willow yeah. Anderson. I see a second comment. Send us another smile. But yeah, I am. Um... What were we talking about then? Uh, just just well, the transition to a blogger and stuff like that. Yeah, and then move to blogger and then um, a few friends kind of dabbled a bit. They didn't interview a band just like because they were bored or they wanted to or whatever which was always cool i was i've always enjoyed having my friends help me out on anything like i wish they would, i wish people would more you know what i mean like i enjoy um collaborating with my friends more than anyone but um yeah yeah we uh yeah that's about that i mean just started interviewing bands again and posting more reviews which to be honest i left this out but when i first started doing the blog i never wrote a review ever because i thought my opinion was just worthless i just interviewed people i thought no one wants to read what i think of a release so i just interviewed people that i found interesting so yeah and then yeah then i don't know i'm trying to think if i'm missing anything I came. Print. sorry i came yeah rather, rather you invited me because <laughs> I think I was getting sick of it again I was like these bands aren't replying then you were like I'll help and then here we are well might as so, well yeah because that, that, that was years. yeah yeah about five years now because uh, yeah that's that was around the time when I uh, started going around and seeing the local bands and I was like I, I, I was getting in touch with some of the, the local bands and I was listening obviously to a lot of metal all the time every day all day basically so I was like I, you know I know metal I talk to bands, I get in touch. I'm out yeah. there, so I might, as, I might as well do my bit. Because at that point, I already had like a few t-shirts anyway, because I wanted to represent. I bought that same school t-shirt that we talked about like twice. And yeah, if, any, I got to if anyone listening has a shirt, by the way, say if you have a shirt, that'd be cool. Yeah. How, how many school t-shirts do we still have out there? I'm wondering. Let, let us know. Um... I know some some of my friends still wear them quite occasionally. I know Jamie has like, a lot where he is. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he does. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's been a while, but he probably wore it more than most people by yourself that I know. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm just I'm like special. I'm like not in the mix. <laughs> that was a uh, sorry. I'm getting confused, but uh, people make me cringe air guitar and singing to it. <laughs> that makes me cringe as well Chris it makes me cringe a lot but uh, yeah I mean what was I just saying oh the t-shirts yeah then you came and then we were having fun I mean it was probably the most fun well it definitely was when you were involved because I was discovering more music than I ever had and you were showing me all kinds of weird music and oh yeah all the weird black metal all the weird death metal some grindcore and stuff like that. actually like some of the first bands that I remember reviewing were bands like I remember I reviewed uh, Thought Reform which is a friend of ours 
one man project. He did like cross punk and stuff like that. And just like lots and lots of weird little bands like uh, the Magpies, who are Northwestern band out there that, that we're friends with and we've seen like multiple times. Like their quote-outs, shout out to the mag guys, shout out to Do Tom Drink and Dan and everyone else. I am. Um, and, uh, yep. Thought it was good. Just. <laughs> just. Zoe still yeah. has, has a t shirt. Yes, I remember when you, like, took a picture of your t shirt. Yeah, she still has a school t shirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who else? I'm trying to think. I can't remember who else got him. Perhaps, uh, what was his name? Brett's brother. Callum, yeah, he definitely has one. Callum, yeah, Callum has one. I don't know if I don't know if Chris ever had one. I'm not sure if Chris had any of them, but he might have had the school one. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure Chris had a school one. Maybe to this day, Chris, tell us if you have a school one. He, he yeah. won't have it. I don't think. The that T-shirt will always remain in uh, our history. It was something like special, the one-off schoolsy T-shirt. That was. I mean, to be honest, I spent money. I didn't spend any money on that design. Like no, like nothing, and then um, what is it? Uh, yeah, I didn't spend any money on that design, and it was the most popular one by quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, people just like that design, and it, it it was the right. I feel like it was the right design that came at the right time. I feel. Back, yeah, yeah, back, yeah. Again, again, back when all the deathcore was cool in the local scene, because those t-shirts were only. Like after that, obviously, with the next T-shirts, we like saw them worldwide. Worldwide, saw them in different continents. But that that T-shirt was really something that was special to the Northwest scene in particular, and uh, for the most part, it was well received within. Seeing, seeing people I've never met in other countries wear T-shirts by something I made in my house is the weirdest thing, but the best <laughs> thing as well. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually sent a few T-shirts to Bulgaria because we have like. A lot of people there who wanted t-shirts and they wanted to represent without remorse there weren't particularly people who listened to extreme metal at least not every day but there were people who were passionate the people who wanted to support and there were people who wanted to uh show their pride and show the show their support stuff like that so the, the they have their t-shirt to these days i actually spoke with a couple of them earlier today i was like we're gonna do those um this uh, special podcast perhaps a couple of them are even watching right now i was like we're gonna do this special podca podcast and uh yeah, one of them is commenting right now, Valentin Savov, a guy from Bulgaria, he, he, he bought two t-shirts. Uh, shout out to all the Bulgarian guys, shout out to Valentin Savov, Ivo Levicharov, Boris Sotirov, uh, as well as shout the girls, Vilhelm uh, uh, Gelemenova and everyone else for uh, wearing your Without Remorse t-shirts in Bulgaria to these days. A place, Bulgaria that is, a place that doesn't really get much extreme at all, the place that does not understand really the extreme metal. It's not a place where extreme metal uh, thrives really, but it's a place where everybody represents it. Everybody believes uh, in the ideas and stuff like that. And uh, thank you guys, thank you, you've made our day. You've made us uh, very proud. Yeah, thanks a lot. That was, um, it was really cool seeing other people wearing the shirts and that. I mean, it was cool seeing just friends wear shirts, but you know what I mean? It was cool seeing friends of friends and then people I've never met, like and people I will probably never meet. like. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that and, and that makes me think. Like when, when I was talking about Bulgaria and like without remorse, was that how people are representing in a place where like you'd never get, 
guess you'd find that. It's a, it sort of makes me feel about uh, the Indonesian grindcore scene. <laughs> because yeah. uh, I, I, th I think it's an interesting comparison because Indonesia's grindcore scene is booming and has been booming for a few years and, and they, uh, they have faced like immense struggles there uh, because that's something that's not really allowed and it's not really something that's a part of their culture and they're very very strict there they're not as open-minded as we are in England for example and uh, we have actually talked about uh, a f we, ha we have spoken with a few bands and we have talked to a few bands from over there we, we have friends I remember you have interviewed even back in the day you, you were talking to a few Indonesian bands and you have reviewed some hardcore from there do you have any memories of that? Indonesian bands, yeah, I can't. I'm sure they are pretty obscure names, but that was because I was releasing something, and the guy wanted to buy the album from me, which was a very, very, very confusing process. Where he only messaged me by WhatsApp, and then would just send me random messages saying he wanted the album, and then I say, "Well, send me the money or summit," and then he just wouldn't reply for months, and then he'd just reply with, "Do you have the album?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. But um, yeah, I, I interviewed him, and I interviewed a few other bands, but the names are escaping me at the minute, but they were, um, yeah, they were good bands. I mean, everything over there is, like, so extreme. It's like, the bands don't even want to be popular at all. Like, they don't, it's, like, so extreme. Like, there's not even, like, well, tinges of, like, coolness. Or, well, go on. Well, to, to be honest, if I was in their position, I wouldn't want to be popular either. It's not worth the risk. As much as I love metal, it's not worth going to jail for. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's ridiculous. Because some of them have been in prison for making metal, just just for making music, just for making metal music in the, in like a Muslim country or, or even even in a couple of cases in a Buddhist country, but particularly in the Muslim countries like in Indonesia, Malaysia, and etc. etc. They have people have literally gone to jail. People have gone to jail in Iran. There was a famous article from uh, 2015. I would like to say 2016 early, but definitely 2015 where. When a, uh, a death metal band from Iran was uh, yeah. was was thrown thrown in jail for making the metal in public. Also, uh, there, there's a band that I used to listen to quite a bit years ago called Shabira. The drummer of that band is a very popular man today. He's called Asaf Borger, and is now now known as Borgor, a DJ. He switched to that because that yeah. was something he could get away with. But he was a drummer of a death metal band that was called Shabira originally. And they were singing about oppression and how oppressed they are in their their own society there. And uh, yeah, for those of you who want to listen to some death metal, Google, uh, go on YouTube and type Shibira Scorn. It's, it's a great track. And uh, Var Vicker has come to mind. Yeah, he does come to mind. But we're not gonna go there right now. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> There's there's a lot of oppression. There's a lot of oppression there, and I hope uh, those guys do better in the future. And we we are we are going to uh, come back to um, the Indonesian bands uh, in a bit later. But one thing I want to go back to with uh, without remorse is uh, the next phase when uh, the the bloggers started actually doing uh, better, and we decide uh, to freshen our look a little bit and get some new designs. And you had one guy in mind. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that was, um, I thought if I was going to do it, I might as well get the best, well, one of my favourite death metal artists to do artwork for me. So I got in touch with Mike Majewski from Development, that's 
Devourment, if you've never heard them. And they're like a slam band. They've got songs such as Baby Killer and Fuck Her Head Off. And, um, they are the slam band. Like they're the kings of slam death metal. Like honestly, like when you, when you're looking for the slam, when you slam metal, like the var the is like the bards. Like they're like the Slayer of uh, of uh, slam death metal. Like Slayer will be like the king of thrash, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they like. And then um, the guy was like super cool about it. I mean, I had to pay him, but he did the designs, and I, they turned out really good actually. I, really enjoyed them like and i mean at first it was just going to be a one-off but excuse me then um yeah it just it kept going i mean it was kind of cool working with somebody who just i mean i kind of threw money at it like an idiot but it was kind of fun to just have like it's kind of cool thinking that if i worked a few shifts or whatever i could save enough money to have one of my favorite musicians draw me anything like i can describe yeah <laughs> i could just start saying anything sorry go on the logo that you're the, the the people on YouTube are looking at right now is the logo that was the the without remorse logo that was uh, officially done by uh, Michael Mojuski. Shout out, shout out by the way to Michael Mojuski who actually got a T-shirt and took a took a took a ni nice cheesy selfie with it. He did. And and the metal horns and uh, represented. So shout out to Michael Mojuski, awesome guy. Uh, he actually he actually likes without remorse. Uh, you know, he is one of the guys we've kept in touch with, and uh, we've received. Uh, uh, I've reviewed uh, Devourment for him and stuff like that. He actually got got a new album. Uh, he he got a new album out a couple of years ago in 2014, called Fuck Something in Sewage, probably. I remember it was something with Sewage. Is it not Conceived Sewage? Yeah, that's the one Conceived in Sewage. Awesome <laughs> album. One of the, yeah, one one of the tracks uh, that they recorded the video clip for is called Parasite Eruption. It's quite nasty. It's it's grimy. It's slicey, and it's it's brutal as fuck. And they're talking about uh, parasite infesting your body. It's, it's really really good slam metal. It's what slam metal is all about, in my opinion. It's it's a great representation, and uh, I'm glad we got to work with him. And uh, I'm glad to to have had him. Um, make content for us because something that i've personally always tr always tried to maintain in without remorse is purity control if i was if i was to do something and interact with bands in certain certain genre genres or do anything that that's on my part i've always tried uh to make it uh to, to make it as best as best as possible and to have uh to, to have to have the best results possible for myself and, f and for the webzine as well and i think uh, when it comes to death metal and like brutal death metal and stuff like that which is what without remorse is pretty much always been about in its core like we've liked a lot of other music throughout the years but one thing that we've that has consistently been a part of without remorse and sort of the sort of defines without remorse has been like the brutal death metal and death metal in general and we got one of the best guys in the business in the genre the godfather of uh, slam death metal to work with us in a positive yeah, way yeah. and he was very happy to do it we have a great relationship with michael Mojuski and stuff like that and to do all that and maintain all that is great and it's something He's, um, i'm personally proud of he was i mean it was awesome getting to work getting to work with him i mean because like 
he's done t-shirts for so many different bands and that which I like and so much I don't like but the artwork's always really good and it was just it was just cool to be able to work with that guy like especially it's, I found it cool the fact that people actually re- like people like him actually replied when like I know people who know who he is do you know what I mean like yeah it wasn't just like some random guy that no one knows about I mean obviously if I said to my dad who's Mike Majewski like I don't know what this slam is but uh, <laughs> if I said to like quite a few people I know they'd be like yeah I know what that is I like slam yeah, if, if you talk to people close to like death metal like they know they know what you're all about uh, yeah, Chris, is, Chris is asking you something let me look yeah oh yeah me and, me and um, my dear friend Chris McPhee got asked to go and review a festival once in Bolton I think and Jesus Christ, was that like, like some I don't know some like unorganized thing? It was like I mean, don't get me wrong. I in what way? Pardon? The bands or the bands or the actual fest? Uh, no, no. Some of the bands were good and whatever. Like, well, there was a few. Like a lot of it sounded pretty similar. I remember one band covering Sepultura. I thought that was really good. And then yeah, but it was like fucking. It was like really weird. It was like the most awkward thing ever. It's like one of those, you know, those gigs where people feel like they have to go, but they all just stand with their arms folded. And you're like, why didn't you just stay at home? <laughs> like, why were you bothering me? I mean, it was just like a cringy fucking thing. Like, I mean, I sound like I'm shitting on people for trying it, anything, but it's like, I don't know. I just fucking hell. Like, that was one of those days where I thought, what was the point? We were there for like nine hours or something as well. It was ridiculous. It was like a complete. Uh, it was like a complete waste of time. Like, and then I'm not sure if I even posted the review because I didn't want to just say it's just shit. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it's so true. Like, I didn't want to just be a dick. I didn't even like reviewing things I didn't really like because I didn't want to just be like, "Oh my god, this is shit!" Like, why would I? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I was qualified enough to tell someone the music was shit, but. If you're listening bands, your music was shit. <laughs> yeah. But but we have reviewed a few things that we have gone together. And actually, Chris McPhee can relate to this because all three of us went together to the Nation Festival 2012 in Leeds. And we watched uh, Pig Destroyer. That was good. That was awesome. Pig Destroyer. That was, that was uh, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for sure. That was a... Uh... A good day to be a gangster. That was that was an awesome gig. I mean, I haven't been to that festival in a good few years now, but that was really good. That was um, I was just like fun. Like I didn't think I'd ever see that band live because they don't play live that often. So it was cool to be able to see Pink Destroyer and chill and like. It, so it, it was good. It, it, it was something like the first time they had been in the UK in like fucking eight was years. Not, or some shit. Yeah, eight eight years. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was eleven years, but eight years sounds right. But um. Yeah, and they, uh, something like that, like quite a few years anyway, like a decent amount of time for us uh, to be like, we're going to this. Because I, I remember I was, uh, like the Nation Festival is a festival I watched quite close because I've been a few times. And I, I, I was like, I, I, I knew that during summer they were announcing bands. So I was like checking the website every few days. And one day I, I, I checked it out, I was like, picked it, so I was like, I'm messaging on it right now. And I messaged it, I was like, guess, guess who's, uh, who's being there. And you're like, we're going like that's the message I got back. Like we're like we're going. I'm like yeah, we're going. Fucking yeah, fucking yeah, we're going. <laughs> that was a 
That was a good day. It's always good to go to gigs with all your friends, isn't it? Like, we watched Electric Wizard as well. That was good. I do like that band a lot. <laughs> I can't really comment much more on that, but I do like that band, Electric Wizard. Listen to Electric Wizard if you're listening. Um, if you, if you yeah. like your stone, sludgy metal, stoner metal. Yeah, great stuff. What do you think? It, what do you think we should talk about next in terms of the webzine? What comes next? Uh, in terms of the webzine, uh, we can talk about like other bands we've interviewed, stuff like that. Cause, uh, uh, and also, uh, uh, when it comes to the gigs, at one point, like we've never really been affiliated with anyone else, but we did sort of uh, do other stuff with people who were part of uh, the. I was about to say website industry, but that sounds silly. With other people who write about about bands uh, on the web, like for example, you were talking to some people in London and elsewhere that were that did uh, send us uh, in Manchester a couple of times to so just like see bands and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, we went to see Nails. That was great. Oh yeah, that was really good. Now? Three years ago, I think, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, I've got a ticket. I think I think it's two thousand thirteen. Yeah, that was great. That was a really good night. Forget, for, forget the ticket. You got the most epic metal photo out of that gig ever. That was a good photo, even though it's, I looked stoned on it. But yeah, it's metal as fuck. For for those of you who not seen, it's probably you could probably find it on the Without Remorse Facebook page or something. But for those who who have not seen, it's whatever. Just like sat down with uh, Todd Jones out of nails, and he's smiling. He's looking like nice, like a nice guy. And then uh, he didn't know this, only didn't know this at the time, but Todd was going fucking mental next to him. He was like, <laughs> like, awesome, awesome photo. Like, that was that, that was the most epic photo uh, that a Without Remorse uh, member has ever gotten. Amazing, amazing. That was good. That was, uh, I don't know, that's probably one of my favorite gigs, that. And then... By the way, who were the people that were contacting you from London and elsewhere at the time? I can't remember the girl's name, but she worked for a company called Secret Sound Shop, isn't it? And then, Amy? Uh, or something like that. Sorry, Amy. It, something like, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen seen her on Twitter because yeah, we have followed her on Twitter. We have followed her. <laughs> I have no H idea. H Haley, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Haley, Kaylee, Haley. Um, shout, shout out to her as well. Like, secret music shop, whatever. If wherever you, you are, shout out. Yeah, yeah, wherever you are. If somehow, some way, this podcast reaches you one day, probably not tonight. I don't think you're watching right now. If you are, awesome. Let, let us know in the comments. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if uh, one day you see this, like, we appreciate you. We've had fun, and uh, yeah, good times. Thanks a lot for letting us enjoy music with supporting, you. Uh, supporting uh, good music. Also, uh, coming back to the t-shirts, we did have like uh, a, a, a lot of the money we did uh, raise for the t-shirts we gave to charity as well. Let's talk about that because that's a good thing to talk about. Yeah, um, the RSPCA shelter near where I used to live, which is a city called Preston, never had like... It was, they were always posting about like... Um, can people please donate food who have no money or whatever? And I thought randomly it'd be good to donate money to them because I mean, like, um, kind of sucks when 
people don't have enough money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's something I cared, cared about. Well, do care about like it animal suck. welfare. Poverty Sorry? is never a good thing. Poverty is never a good thing. It always sucks. No, yeah, especially when you want to, um, especially when you can kind of do something about it. I wasn't like I was like a student with a big student loan. I wasn't like in an unfortunate position myself, yeah. like. And so I could have. It was fun to do though. You're wearing the shirt right now. If anyone's looking. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. If anyone's looking, this is the second Majewski design that we did, and uh, it was uh, the 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 design was all his idea. It was, it was uh, how would you describe the design? I was idea? just. I told him to draw something like the dogs of Resident Evil, which I don't think he uh, paid attention to. But he still drew some sick dogs. Like, like they kind of look like they're from Resident Evil. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was. It turned out really good. But I remember quite a few. It kind of, although it, it sold quite well and managed to raise some money. I remember quite a few people thought it was like too violent, so they wouldn't buy one for the for the thing. Which I, I mean, what it's violent like. There's no, well, like, blood, blood and gore on it or anything like that. No, but, I mean, most people don't like dogs because they look dead and like zombies, do they? They do look dead and like zombies, but to be honest, I remember you saying, like, like three and a half, four years ago or something like that. I remember you saying, like, I want the dogs to look like that, but, but like, it was, like, they're, they're getting uh, revenge at the person who's, like, uh, mistreated them or tortured them or something like that because the RSPCA does deal with a lot of uh, pets who are being, like, mistreated and... Uh, abused and etc etc so that was part of the idea and then i think uh i mean yeah it's not something that's very likable in general but i think majuski did a great job of depicting that because it does look accurate yeah it was a i mean that's probably one of my favorite ones like yeah yeah maybe we printed that one out twice we printed it on t-shirt and printed it on jumpers as well so well, well, while we're at it, I might as well show the other Juski designs, just bear with me. Uh, in my wardrobe, I'm gonna pull them out, I'm gonna pull my own uh, copies now. This was the original first uh, Juski design that we did. Feel free to talk about this one. Uh, one sec, my, the camera's lagging a bit for me. One sec, let me just refresh. I um, The first Juski design. Uh, I I don't know why I came up with that. I thought it'd be cool if there was like I don't know, I can't remember where that came from. I think I was listening to a lot of rap music at the time, like old gangster oh. rap, hence the gun. So I mean, at, I probably at, thought at that point, without remorse, web design featured a lot of rap and a lot of metal. So I I remember you saying that your idea was to have a metal monster fight like a rap guy. Or yeah, like pretty that. much, pretty much. Yeah, like a, a straight down the middle, fifty-fifty thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm just gonna leave that uh, T-shirt here and display in the background, because why not? And also, uh, we did print uh, the second Juski design as a jumper in a different color, which uh, that was a limited edition. Uh, we only made ten of those. Here you can see it. Like the design is actually not that uh, well seen because it's uh, yellow on black. It's like lime on black. But yeah, we did have like a limited edition of ten for them. That I do like that though. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that was just for for like for close friends and stuff like that. Just something special because it was winter was coming and uh, people can't really wear their their uh, shirts really in winter and show uh, show their metal design. So we wanted to for those dedicated few few fans who really wanted to represent without remorse web giants web design and uh, show their uh, sick juicy. Uh, 
where around uh, we decided to to make this long sleeve jumper so they can feel nice and warm in winter and still represent death metal and without remorse website equally so yeah those are first times by the way this t-shirt was uh the uh, those designs, the Jiska designs, the first uh, Scusi design was well received um, in uh, the northwest of England in particular. But uh, the Jiska designs were well received worldwide. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. It do add to this, but if I'm not mistaken, we sold them in three different continents. Yeah, yeah, they've been sold like all over the place. Like, I mean, that was a bit weird. Like, people really like that shit. Those shirts. And um, but it was a good thing though. It was like I remember a guy from Germany, like he was the first one, and then loads of people from Germany stuff. But I mean, Slam is quite big there, so yeah. And uh, the Czech Republic as well. We had like some guy from the Czech Republic buy every single one. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. That's um. And then some went to the U.S. as well, and all yeah, over the place, all over the place. We, we, yeah, we saw, all we all saw them all over the world. Interesting, fascinating. <laughs> they were all received, yeah. It was good. Right. And um, uh, around the, uh, around the this, uh, did you? Did you? Uh, just the last shirt that was ever done, which yeah, was the last shirt that was 2015, oh. was it? I think. Uh, if you have fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Let's just get that one out. Out as well, real quick. That was a, a grim shirt. Yeah, do, those design, those designs deserve to be seen one last time before they disappear into the history of extreme metal. This was the last T-shirt, and talk us through the idea of this one. It was for the seven-year anniversary, which is quite a weird anniversary to pick, I guess. But it's just people being hung from a hand with seven fingers. But it's quite. That's probably the grimmest shirt, I'd say. That's probably the least pleasant shirt, definitely. But you can't really see it. Like it's quite a detailed design. That yeah, you yeah. Have you, you you have to own one and like really, really, really look at it to be able to see it. And uh, who did that? Who did the design for it? Uh, Hannah. She's called Hannah. She works at a tattoo shop called Art House Tattoo. Is it uh, Hughes? Hannah Hughes. No, 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 Hannah Allen. All right, shout out to, to Hannah Allen. Uh, well, a tattoo, name is, a tattoo name is like Victory Hands, so check that out. Yeah, shout out to Victory Hands. I think I, I think I might follow her on Twitter and stuff like that. She dyes, she dyes her hair, doesn't she? She has like tattoos and a cut. Yeah. Yeah, I know Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. You're amazing. And uh, thank you for the nice design. It's still worn today, and people recognize it, and we're we're uh, thankful for it. Um, what else? Uh, good times, good times. Well, good. you know, not, not, now that I think about it, uh, <laughs> Chris McPhee just said new tops for 2017. Probably not. Probably, I, I would say probably, but probably not without remorse. I mean, there's other stuff that we might do, but we'll get to that on our like later on at least, not right yeah. now. So yeah, no. so yeah, uh, thinking back about it, it probably has been uh, 2014 because 
It was the seven year anniversary. It's the ten year anniversary now, so it's it's 2017 now. So yeah, it must have been 2014. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, yeah, that was a that was a good one. But sorry, Chris, probably no new tops for this. But yeah, yeah, without remorse, waves. I'm officially finished. Like first week of January. Uh, we're doing this podcast as a celebration of without remorse waves and what it's been through the years and stuff like that. But this project is. Uh, no longer going to be supported by me, which means by no one. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's been great, uh, but I feel like it has served its purpose. And by the way, pick it, uh, while we're talking about 2014, we had a very interesting month in 2014. In March 2014, we decided to write an article every single fucking day. Sometimes we had like two, three articles per day. That was very interesting. Yeah, you you were the king of that. You smashed that. <laughs> that was crazy. I'm not I'm not sure I did, to be honest, because I started running out of content towards the second part and I started reviewing like old stuff and just like anything I would get my hands on. Which again I did do what I was uh, meant to do, but I did not do it the way I was meant to do it. So it's a it's a fifty fifty thing. But I think it was well received and up until that point, up until the revamp of the webzine which happened in 2015, that was the best month in Without Remorse history. Uh, the reason why we decided to have like a crazy month, yeah, 10 year anniversary, the end of the road, you know it Chris. It's a long time, it's a long time to write about bands, to, to, it's a long time to write shit about shit that nobody cares about basically, so it's, bur- <laughs> it's burdening. I mean, yeah, I know, I know this is quite blunt and stuff, but it is true. Like, I, I we, we, we all know it's true. It's writing shit about shit that nobody cares about. Almost. True, true. And, and, and when they do, it's not enough. Like, like it, it's a struggle to be in this scene and to do this year after year after year and uh, make uh, personal sacrifices and put the hours in and get, like, so... Little in return, it just it does not justify uh, the, what you get in return. I did yeah. it. I, I did it for a long time, and f- admittedly, for the last year, I sort of hated doing it. Apart from the last time I really enjoyed doing it was like last uh, December, when uh, I moved to to my new uh, place, and my computer bl- blew up, so I couldn't really do anything else. So what I did is uh, last December I wrote a lot about death metal and that's when I started feeling like this death metal resurgence in, my, in me and uh, in 2016 I was huge in death metal and, and I'm still I'm huge de- into death metal right now, this to a lot, a lot a lot of sick death metal. You know, de- black metal will always, will always be my thing but after black metal my second thing will be death metal forever for sure and uh, because I didn't have a machine, I didn't have like a this um, machine to do like lots of other stuff that I do anyway Uh, what I did is in my spare time I just like wrote a a lot of articles but that was really the last time I really enjoyed it ever since that ever since I got my new and current machine from which I'm streaming right now I've not really uh, been uh, enjoying it that much to be honest but uh, Oli look at the chat people want things Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know either. I mean, p- people say they want things, but do people really want things? Because say if we do, say, say, say we do do a 10-year shirt, 
Will people actually get it? Will people actually buy it or, or are we just gonna throw more money into the fire, which we have done in the past? I don't know. It depends if someone could design one and you print ten of them. Like that would be cheap enough. <laughs> right. But yeah, there'd be no point in doing a lot of t-shirts, no, because yeah, you know what I mean. It's just it's such a weird thing that it's just not. I mean, uh, if 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 it's down to design, I, I'll design. We we already have a logo, and I can get some stock footage online and then rework it and make it unique to without remorse. And, I mean. The design itself is not the problem, it's the interest. I don't, I'm not sure if the interest is there, to be honest. It's it's sweet. It's very sweet that you guys want t-shirts, but you're really like... You, 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 you're like our close ones, your friends. I don't think anyone else would really want them. That's what that's the worrying thing. I agree. I agree. But it's, uh, it's nice, though. <laughs> it's a bit late, but it's nice. I, 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 I used to be a person who would say... Never. I don't say never anymore. I wouldn't say no, but I'd say probably not. This is something that we would consider. <laughs> Zoe would make her own. Come on, Zoe, make make your own, and we'll post it over the internet because it will be something really amazing. Like that, that that is dedication. That will be really dedication. People make their own t-shirts, then yeah, I'll give them. Uh, if people make their own t-shirts, I'll print t-shirts. <laughs> if people are that dedicated, but um, it's just one of those. If, if they do that, we kind of have to, because, yeah, I mean, that is, like, that shows dedication. If they show that much dedication, we'll show that much dedication in return, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. It's just one of those things, isn't it? We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Never say never. Probably not, but never say never. Never say never. But definitely probably not. <laughs> like, 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 95% not. I, I can hear Zoe laughing there. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Yeah. But if anyone has any ideas of what they put on a T-shirt, just leave a comment. And we'll get back to it. But yeah, yeah, this has been fun though. This has been fun talking about. Uh, feel feel free to give us stuff to think about. <laughs> yeah, give us some design ideas. You know. Oh yeah, I enjoy that. I think else. And by the go. way, something interesting that happened around this time, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen, that. 2014, 2013, 2014, that we absolutely need to talk about is uh, a dual project that became the biggest thing that has happened to Preston in a long time because, yeah, Preston had this amazing uh, moment like 10, year, 10 years ago when the metal scene was great and stuff like that, but then things started to quiet down not, and not for the good, not for the better. But we got a project called Sludge, which is a dual project run by Matt Moss and Kev Pearson, who may be listening right now, uh, who put Preston back on the scene, on the metal scene, not not just in England, but worldwide. And, yeah, bigger uh, than it ever was. Yeah, it is, I would say, is it the biggest thing that's ever come out of Preston and the local Northwest scene. So, it, it's... It's the jewel and it's the diamond in the sun. Really, it's something special, and we're friends with the guys. We have, uh, without remorse, has always supported Slugch. Uh, our the the project which succeeded without remorse, which is the actual label that without remorse always wanted to be but never managed to be. It's called which is called two three one eight label two three one eight. Actually worked with Slugch. We'll get to that later on, but uh, 
Yeah, shout, shout out to Matt Moss and um, Kev Pearson. I know we've had our differences from time to time. We don't, I don't, I know we, all, we don't always think alike, but we're always friends. We we we, we agree on enough things, and we're like minded enough to be friends and appreciate metal together. And and uh, you guys are awesome. Shout out and uh, for all for all the people who like uh, blackened death metal and slug sludge and stuff like that. And if you want to listen to like goofy music about Slurks, go check out their project. It's amazing. Uh, they've been great to Without Remorse. We've always had a great relationship, and uh, I'd like to think that we've managed to spread to make to help spread their music around and get them some uh, more hits, which are very, very truly deserved because their music is really something unique and something that deserves to be heard by every extreme metal fan. Yeah, and I mean they're super popular. Like their sound and everything now. Like. That was great working with them. That was probably the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. They are a great band. Um, and I mean, they that that really took off. Like that. Yeah. It, it's really... like it, it's it's like the one band from Preston that did it right. Oh, they sound to a real level in that. Yeah, they did really well. They are doing really well. We've got an album coming out. You should definitely buy that. When it comes out, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be on the lookout for that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Everyone should go and get it. And if you don't have a shirt yet, you should buy shirts from us. Right. Because we have the shirts. Tell people when, how to get it. Uh, if basically if you type in label, as in a, a label, two three one eight, the numbers, not words, and the word sludge, like S L U G D G E. You, it'll come up. Just type in level two three one eight. It's the biggest thing we've done. It will come up because they are a very popular band. Right? Yeah. So, and I have a great working relationship with them. It's fun working with them. They make crazy music. Like more bands should be like slugged, not in terms of style, but in terms of uh, the willingness to experiment. Yeah, and music first and do something different that kept grabs people's eyes and attention. Like you can't, you're telling me you're not going to go and listen to a band that's called Slugge and the, sing about slugs. Like, every, of course you're going to. Like, everyone does. Yeah. If you don't listen to Sludge, you're a dick. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you should definitely listen to Death Metal about slugs. Makes sense. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Check that band out. But back to without remote more swaps and yet again. In 2015 the website got a revamp and by that point we were doing pretty well. We already had like tens of thousands of views and stuff like that. But uh, for some reason one more, I, ha I had a weird dream one day in May 2015 about changing the way the website looked. So I woke up in the morning and I was like I can actually make this happen. So what I did is I went online and I tweaked with uh, the without remorse platform and I within about within three four hours within half a day I I, I played with it a lot and I got um, the current without remorse look which is if you go to without remorse website right now it's what you get I made that happen in 2015 and uh, from there on th that was like that might have been the best thing that ha has happened to, to without remorse ever because as soon as I did that the views and the, the attention and the popularity and the appreciation that without remorse received like uh, increased three times four times we went to 
from like a few hundred uh, views a month and I'm actually disclosing numbers here that I probably shouldn't be because they're personal and there's no reason why I should be doing this but we, we went into thousands, we went to like three, four thousand a month and it's really started doing amazing and um, that's a good thing not for us, I mean yeah it's good cool for us but the best thing is that all that sh nonsense that we wrote about for years and years and years and nobody cared about actually started going out there a lot like a lot, a lot more people started actually uh, getting the content, and that's the most important thing. That 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 has always been the priority. That beyond everyone else, the most important thing is that people get the content and appreciate it, and we can share things that we care about with other people that would care about it. And uh, it was magical. It was amazing. It was, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, it's been a yeah, good and, stuff. And, and the way the the without remorse. Uh, handled its, its content and uh, the bands that it approached became uh, sort of more professional because let's be honest when it first started and when I first started back when you had been in it for years it, it, it was very personal it was uh, non-professional it was informal but it, informal is a good word it was informal it was just like a diary of whatever I was listening to yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it, it was it was informal, just like relaxed and loosened up and fun. And it still is, it always has been, even up to this day. But it sort of so, sort of became one step closer to be, to being more formulated. I think that's a good word that I would like to use. Yeah. It, it became one step closer to being formulated and uh, more formulated and just better structured and more professional. And, that, uh, and I think people recognize that, people picked up on that. And they saw, they saw, they saw, they saw that it still was. They saw, they saw, the, they saw that it's still the, the same old guys who were goofy and relaxed. And they're gonna say what they, what they want to say regardless of how it's gonna be received. Cause I've always been that guy. I've always been proud of that. If, if, if I, if I want to say something, I will say something. I do not give a fuck how it's gonna be received. I will speak my mind no matter what. And uh, hence this podcast. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. But it is happening nonetheless. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that I'm actually surprised that there's people still watching uh, and listening to us uh, an hour and a half in. Uh, thank you, thank you. By the way, well, thank you. We, we appreciate thank you. it. We really do. Like you really are making this feel sp uh, special to us. Uh, but yeah, it, it it became better, and as it did, and as the the whole visual site and the the whole outlook of the website without remote website changed. Uh, it started getting more momentum and it started getting attention and uh, some 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 of those bands that would not have replied replied previous to that point started replying that was a very interesting point and that was quite interesting and 2016 in particular the last year in which we operated last year was a very interesting thing because i uh i decided that i want to have an interview every month I wanted to be consistent with the interviews uh, of different bands, and uh, which was something that we hadn't, we had always done prior to that, but it was not something that we were consistent with. I wanted to improve on that consistent consistency. I wanted to talk with more bands and big bands, by the way, big big bands. I, I wanted to get some big names out there successfully. That's something I'm proud with as well. Uh, and uh, I did not, unfortunately, manage to get. To interview a band every single month because again some bands never uh, send the questions back but those bands that, that mattered the big ones the ones that I'm prou proud to have worked with did and that was something amazing and that's something I'm absolutely proud of 
that was good. It made it much more um, routine in a good way. Yeah, for example, last February, I spoke with Stefan Krummerer, the lead, uh, the mastermind and lead uh, guitarist of Obscura, which is a huge death metal band from Germany. And uh, he actually took uh, a few moments of his time to talk, spoke, spoke, speak with me prior to the release of uh, Acrosis, the fourth official um, studio album of Obscura, which came out on 4th of February or 5th of February. But yeah, on the 1st of February, Stefan uh, actually uh, took some of his uh, very important time because he's doing this full time. He's a full time musician. He actually took some of his time and actually spoke uh, with, with our remote web design. And we did an amazing interview. So yeah, shout out to Stefan. He's been great without remorse, and hopefully we've been great uh, back to him in return. We love Obscura. They make great melodic death metal. Go check them out if you like that shit. It's a it's a band that you must listen to for sure. Obscura, great, yeah. And then there, there are a few others that sound out to me. I was, at, at, at this point, at this point, uh, I've spoken to so many bands that you know I can't really pick. Uh, a favorite because there isn't one. I've, I spoke to, to lots of great people. I just I just don't want to so, sound like I'm missing a lot of them out because I will miss a lot of them out. Uh, you know who you are. And also in May we spoke uh, to Flo uh, from Cryptopsy, amazing guy, the drummer from from the huge uh, brutal death metal band from Canada, probably the biggest death metal band in Canada, easily or one of easily. Yeah, definitely. So Flo Flo was great to us. Uh, shout out to Cryptopsy, amazing death metal. Amazing brutal death metal. Uh, another band that uh, I spoke w with that I'm quite quite proud of, and that was recently, that was actually the very last without in re remorse website interview was uh, I spoke to Arif from Warm Rot. Arif is the vocalist of uh, the Singapore uh, grindcore band Warm Rot, which are amazing. One of the bands who have who has uh, reinvented the, the genre in recent years because grindcore really was huge in the late 80s, early 90s with you know the notable bands like Napalm Death, like um, like a lot like a, a lot of other bands. Yeah. Uh, in the UK and then it transitioned to the U in the US and there was a lot of bands who changed the way grindcore would sound even though it sort of started to die out in Europe. Uh, it was amazing and then the Indonesian grindcore came out with many bands that we've spoken to previously, but also with War Road, who are in the charge. Uh, their 2011 album, Dirge, uh, is now regarded as uh, one of the best. It's recognized worldwide and it, and it has become a classic in this genre. And uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure, like, there's no doubt in my mind that Voices, the album that came out in late 2016, is going to be regarded much the same way in years to come because it's amazing the band achieved new heights with it they show that grindcore can be exciting it's not one dimensional which is what 90% of the people out there feel like it is and to be honest it's not really their fault that's to, 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 to a large extent it's the fault of the bands because there are many bands, bands out there who make one dimensional grindcore there's but, got but, a lot of those but what name names yeah, we're, yeah, a few names come to mind, yeah, but we're not gonna name many, we're not gonna be dicks about it. But yeah, there are bands like Insect Warfare, like Maruder Grind, like Pig Destroyer, like Warm Rod, who have changed 
and have shown the, the grindcore is not one dimensional it can sound in a lot of different ways and it can be great and it's not what people always perceive perceive it to be and people shouldn't be like jaded, jaded and um, one-minded about it because yeah grindcore can be a lot of things it has and people have multiple people all across the world have from it can be a lot of things uh great shout out to arif and to Arzan for making the interview happen uh shout out to rashid from warm road shout out to everyone who made this uh happen it was awesome i hope i hope we've promoted voices to the best of our abilities i hope you get more hits because that's an album that deserved to be picked and it was the number one album in the without or in the top 10 without remorse uh, albums of the years for a reason it deserved it it had to be no other album was worthy the way that one was it was just amazing very good album very good album very very good album i mean we've got a few likes going on there happy that's cool <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah we've worked with amazing bands throughout the years another band that i'm happy to work to have worked with uh it's called Rosetta from the United States. They were amazing. We've interviewed them. I've interviewed Matt, which is the guitarist, a couple of times. Uh, he's a great guy. Always been, always been outspoken. Uh, we've interviewed our, our guy that we mentioned uh, earlier on, P Rex. Amazing guy. Always fun to talk with. He's, he has very interesting perspective on a lot of things. He has been involved in metal, in grindcore, and in rap in the in the past year so he's a knowledgeable guy and he has shown us a few bands a few cool bands from his local scene in uh, in uh, Washington State United States so yeah Oli yeah. if you ha if you had to look back in time what were some of your more memorable moments with interviewing bands and uh, just uh, just talking to bands and interacting with bands when it, with through without remorse website I'd say Interviewing Nails is up there because, like, it's a sick band, and they're, yeah. they're like, yeah. and it was weird being able to talk to that guy. I mean, they get a lot of shit now, like, a lot of shit, but Do they, they were. Why? Can you elaborate? Uh, because the, they called their album <laughs> You Will Never Be One of Us, and people saw it as a bit like jockish, like meatheadish, you know what I mean? Like, elitist. But it's it is accurate, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed the album, but I mean, later on I can show you memes of Todd Jones and that guys. But yeah, I interviewed them a few times, that was memorable. I mean, probably the best discovery I made of something I'd never heard would probably be P-Rex by quite a yeah. long shot. Because he was like, I, I don't know, he's like a one-off. Like, he, he, he is definitely a one-off. He, he is the sludge of his scene. Yeah, and I find it... I find it weird how underappreciated music actually is, but I mean it is weird. Like it is really weird music, but I, I'm sure it will be more appreciated if it gets the light of day. That's the thing, though. People like that just get overlooked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm repeating myself here. I sound like a broken vinyl record, but I'm I'm glad we did what we did because we gave many many people a chance. We gave like hundreds of bands bands a chance, and we promote and we promoted good people that deserve to be hurt and hopefully we've pushed their projects that much further ahead yeah yeah also with, without remorse was great another project that uh, i liked a lot 
and I, I do like a lot of these days that I spoke with, uh, that I talked about in one of the demo podcasts was Nadja from, or originally from Canada, but now from Germany. Uh, that, that That's a project that I interviewed, I interviewed the main guy called Aiden, and he makes like uh, drone sludge music, he calls it Dream Sludge. He does yeah. with his wife that now. Was, that was, they, that's really good music. The, the, yeah, if if you like drone and sludge and just like weird music like that, it's very it's a very atmospheric music. It's a very very atmospheric music, very slow, very very atmospheric. If you, very ambient. If you like stuff like that, definitely give them a, a listen. It's Nadja, N A D J A. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. On on Bandcamp, very interesting, very interesting. Uh, yeah, we've worked we've worked with a lot of people. We've had a great relationship with a lot of people. We've had a, we've had a bad relationship with a lot of people as well. But uh, unfortunately, I mean that's just what happens. And uh, to be honest, uh, I'm 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 quite happy that I will uh, bring this project to an end now that I have achieved the goal that I want to achieve with it, which is get a hundred thousand article reads of bands that nobody cares about ever. Which is something amazing. I mean, because uh, yeah, we did achieve that in the last week of December. We got a hundred thousand article reads, and that that was a milestone that I was that I have been looking for a long time, and I'm proud to do it. And because and and that is something special. Uh, it's not. This is very different than getting a hundred thousand views on a on a YouTube video or stuff, yeah. stuff like that, because the format and the things we're talking about are not popular, they're hard to read to, and the people who need to read them, who, who would read them, are very, very dedicated. So this is not like getting 100,000 views on a YouTube video or something. It's it's the equivalent of getting like 2 million views of a, on a YouTube video or something like that. I mean, to get 100,000 people read articles about little, little bands here and there all scattered all across the world that nobody ever cares about. It's, it's insane. Like, who else has done that? I dare say we're, we are the best underground um, webzine in uh, North England in particular. Probably not, not in England, probably not in the world. I mean, that would be too obvious to me. But in the Northwest in particular, nobody ever, in the last 10 years, nobody has done as well as we have. We, we smashed the boundaries. We... We, we grinded our teeth and even in the hard moments when it was tough and we were wondering why we we're wasting our time while we we're doing this we we kept true to what we are about, all about what we believe in and we pushed through and we supported our metal scene and we did something that it i worked out well. in, in my opinion we did something that i don't think anyone else would have the patience to do because myself in particular I'm a, I'm a very 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 patient and persistent person when uh, I decide to work with something out I'm, I'm I literally become a martyr of my ideas and I'm willing to suffer to a great to a great length to see things happen and I have done throughout the years and I just don't think that anyone else would uh, make the sacrifices I have done for it and uh, yeah. that makes me proud we might make you a shirt Chris dependent but probably definitely not yeah like about 90 Two point six percent not, and then maybe like that seven point four percent maybe yeah. <laughs> but even then. <laughs> but even then. <laughs> du, du, du. Du, du, du. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of anything else. Your last year was pretty much solo. We just discussed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
can you tell us what happened to you personally in, in the last year? Um, because because OJK uh, did kind of disappear off without remorse webzine in, in the last uh, phase of things. And, and not many people, but a couple of people did notice that. I know. I know that. Um, I just had to do something else for a bit. I've done that for ages, you know what I mean? And like, I kind of, for a while, I didn't lose interest in music, but I definitely lost interest in extreme music for for a minute, for a few months. And then I, um, well, for probably for like a couple of years, really, I'd only listen to extreme music if I was with a friend or someone else who was playing it. So I was kind of just like listening to, um, uh, like indie music, stuff like that, stuff I still enjoy, but it kind of, music for me just became something that, I wanted to listen to to chill out opposed to like really being like trying to push what I'm listening to. But not that I ever say I push what I'm listening to, but you know what I mean. I just yeah. it just became something to chill out to. Like uh, I didn't want to listen to someone shouting at me after I've been shouted at work all day type of thing. Whereas now I don't give a fuck. I got shouted all day anyway. But um, I uh, yeah, and then I just kind of I didn't lose interest in music or anything. I just. I only have so much free time, and I can only dedicate that to so many things to do properly. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I can't like uh, just be doing anything all the time, type of thing. Like, and I just felt like my heart wasn't in it anymore. And I think when you feel like that, there's just no point doing anything. Oh yeah, you might, oh, yeah. You might as well just go and do what you want to do. Like, this, this is definitely something that has should or should, has been has been done and. Even if it hasn't, it should really be like it should be done out of passion if you're really into it, and that's uh, something that I've personally been feeling uh, over the last few months as well. Like once once I started getting to the, that goal, and I saw that it's gonna happen, even if I became, become less serious about without remorses, but I was basically one foot out of the door. I was I started focusing on other projects and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're one foot out of the door and you're half asked about it, you might as well just not just call it a day because you, 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 when you're not serious about it, you're kind of like disappointing the people who knew that you were once serious about it and stuff like that. And uh, you, you, you don't, you don't want to be that guy who lets people down and stuff like that. If you want to do it, you want to stuff, you, you want to do things properly, but you, you always need to know when you've reached that point where it's probably good to just leave things yeah definitely otherwise you might as well just do just gonna do something else you want to do because because god no we see we see people work on like all sorts of projects not just in metal not just in bands but like all sorts of things and you see that the time of a sort of thing has passed but people keep doing it yeah you don't want that you just no. don't want that you don't want that at all no <clears throat> Because you might as well just go and do something that makes you happy. Enjoy your life. Yeah. And, besi and besides, ten, like like we said, like, we're most of that it's 10 years ago, 10 years old last week. 10 years is a long, long time to do what we have done. So, I mean, mo most people, they start a website and do, do it for like a few months or a year or like two years stops and then they quit. That, this is one one of the reasons why I think like this has been the best met website in the Northwest in the last uh, 10 years name one other website that's persistent name one name one other website that's uh, managed to do 10 years consistently 
I bet you can't, because there isn't one. It just isn't. No, nobody, no. nobody else has has done that. Uh, shout out to no, Catholic no, FM. Big shout out to Catholic FM. Represent. <laughs> language things. Big language things. Shout caravan to, things. Yeah, caravan things. Shout out to the caravan park. Shout out to Jack Higgins chat. Big Jack Higgins. Yeah, shout out. Shout out yeah. to, I mean, barely hip hop. Trying to think if there's anything else we left out. Uh, well, we, we talk about most things. Hopefully, hopefully, I've not um, left uh, too many bands unmentioned. Uh, we worked with like a few hundred bands throughout the years. It's a lot of people to work with. I cannot mention everything, every everyone in this podcast, but hopefully, uh, Hopefully enough people. Uh, hopefully we have mentioned enough people. And if we haven't mentioned you, I'm sorry. It's not because we don't uh, appreciate you or we've not had fun with you. It's just because we, we can't think of anyone of, of the top four minds. But for those of you that have worked with us that we haven't mentioned, you know you're special. We love everyone out there. We've had a base, basically a great relationship with everyone we've ever worked with. So yeah, we appreciate everyone. We've helped. Yeah, thanks a lot, and thanks yeah, to everyone yeah. who's listening to this. Yeah, we uh, we have uh, we, ha- we have done amazing things. We hope that we have helped. We, uh, we hope we have done our bit. So now the big question, and the last thing we are going to talk about in this podcast: What happens now? Are we dying? Is this it? No. No. Nope. Nope. Like. I thought I thought a few people that I was gonna do this podcast. It was like so, that, and they were like, "So that's it." Then like, you're uh, you're wrapping everything up, and uh, no, we're not wrapping anything up. If I, we're just moving to different things, perhaps even better things. We're just ev- ev- evolution is a part of life. You can't spend, you can't be stuck at one place forever. Now we we all grow, we all mature, we all move to different things, and music, which is the thing that. With our most has been a part of, which is yeah, metal and stuff like that. Met 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 part of music, and music is an art. An art has to evolve. Uh, there there must always be rev- uh, evolution. Uh, new things must o- always must happen. Just like different people are always making different music and different genres are coming up in music. We should always strive to improve ourselves. And if we and we, if we feel that we've uh, we have uh, exhausted uh, our ideas and our power and influence at a certain place in a certain area it's time to move uh, forwards we're not gonna stop we're not and we are going to continue with different things so uh, without, yes, indeed. Remorse, without remorse wanted to be a label but was not able to be a label at the time of its creation it served its perfe- purpose being the best thing that it could be uh, without a budget and it did an amazing job of it. But now, ten years later, we are grown ups. We do have income, and we can make things happen now that we couldn't when without remorse it was our thing. And without remorse, a lot of you know this, and some of you don't. But now you will know this. Has a successor project that Oli's gonna tell you all about. Yeah, the label. Yeah. It's um, 
well, it's called label 2318, which is basically 23 and 18, which is W and R, which is without remorse, and now you know. And um Dun, dun, dun. Put your tinfoil hats on, because this is some conspiracy shit right here, people. <laughs> I always get asked, why is it just letters? Uh, numbers even letters, fucking hell. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, Never told we've had, we've had success with our releases so far. Had some good releases. We've been fortunate enough to work with some bands that actually do stuff like tour and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it's been good. I'm looking forward to putting out... I want to put out more weird stuff, to be honest with you. Just, like, more... Um, not sludge, but more uh, more bands that just push something to an extreme. And, and by, Whether it and be by like the way, a uh, weird name. By, weird. by the way, uh, two three one eight actually started before without remorse ended. It's actually been on for like what a year, maybe more than that. If you had to guess, roughly. Maybe like two years properly. Has right. it been that long already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this answers another question. Like, for the most people who are wondering where the OJK went for the last year and a half, I mean, he's really been focused um, on uh, establishing the hard ground for the label and stuff like that and make sure that that takes off properly. And uh, we have, uh, and uh, then I focus more on the, the website part. And yeah, now, that's pretty uh, much what happened. Now, now we have. Uh, transition smoothly from one to the other and uh, we can actually do the thing that we wanted to do from the start so that's amazing we have achieved this goal and uh, yep well and already we have worked with some amazing bands we, we have worked with uh, what was that American grindcore band mother brain yeah that one mother brain we have worked mother with mother brain We'll have worked with the Vistrax. We'll have Sludge. worked with Sludge. We re released t-shirts uh, for Sludge that you can still get from our uh, online shop. Google yeah. two three one eight and you'll see it. We, 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 did really, we did release the first three albums as a mega pack, as a compilation pack. That was amazing. Yeah. We did work with uh, a project from Aberdeen called uh, Hell Ripper, which is done by which is a one-man black old-school speed metal by a guy called James James McBain. Shout out to James McBain. Hell Ripper is a cool project, another one-off, and uh, another thing that's keeping old-school metal alive for all for all of you people who like old-school metal. This is something that you might want to check out. And. Uh, the future is bright, 2017. In 2017, we'll do even more stuff. We already have some things in mind. The future is feel, bright. Yeah, do, do you, uh, yeah, futurists, do, do you feel like you can reveal anything uh, for the future of 2318 at the moment, or not? I'll leave that one up to you. Um, there's a release coming from a Russian band called Sist. Like, called The Frozen Casket. It's like old school death metal. Sounds like death. Um, sounds a lot like death and early, early, early Sepultura. You should definitely check that out. Like that's, um, that's probably one of the favorite, most favorite like death metal things I've heard in a while. Like it should definitely be one to check out. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it at the moment. I mean, there's been a few that have fallen through and whatnot, but that's just things in it. But yeah, we'll just, yeah. 
that happens. Keep going, yeah. Especially when you again, uh, the, the 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 idea of two three one eight is to basically continue uh, what, what, the idea of without remorse, but uh, and which was to work with smaller bands and that we generally like stuff like that, but obviously be better. So yeah, we're still working with like relatively slow small bands. Like slow sludge is the biggest thing that we have worked with, but that was like sort of sort of a one off for now, but definitely one not one off forever. We will we have the dedication to do that well yeah. multiple times in the future, and we will because we do have that dedication. We are, uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that we are uh, not going to do. We are definitely gonna do well. We are definitely gonna get a lot of amazing bands and work with a lot of amazing bands in the future. We are indeed. Uh, so, yep, there's gonna be more of that coming, and uh, it's as been far good. as yes, it's been good. Like you still hear from us on social media and stuff like that. Follow two three one eight on um, Facebook. Anywhere else? Instagram, I think. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, they're the they're the main two, and you can go to label two three one eight dot wordpress dot com. Read some stuff. Yeah, check check all those stuff out. We are, we're already working with cool people, much in the same way we did, we have done, in years before. So yeah, uh, we're not dying. We're just moving to different things. Also, in terms of without remorse with Zion, what's gonna happen to without remorse with Zion? The, the twi- What I can tell you for sure for now is, the Twitter is gonna disappear. In the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, the blog's probably gonna be online for for the time being, although no new content is going to be posted. I'm obviously going to post this uh, uh, this podcast video. It's going to be the last article on it, as well as a short statement in which I describe things in text. Uh, the blog's going the, the to remain on the internet for the time being, simply because I've spent far too many hours to just like shut it away immediately. I mean... It's still it's still getting hundreds of hits every day, so I'll just let people read the articles and discover the bands that we've cared about for a little lo- for 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 a little longer. I imagine it will disappear as well in the future, but not in the near future. The Facebook page is probably gonna remain as well, and what we might do is uh, there's not there's not gonna be more articles. There there will not be more articles for sure. Uh, that's gonna disappear. But what what we might do is also uh, just just post things on Facebook or something like, like videos of new bands, just like new new music videos, uh, new bands that are coming up that we sort of like and stuff like that. Just 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 the way that like most other Facebook pages post, like just like post random content without like writing huge articles about it. If that makes sense, I think that's something that people can still appreciate for a little longer while. For, for, for a little while, a little longer, and stuff like that, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so after today, after tonight, we're not just gonna go and, and completely go off the grid and disappear completely. We're, we're still gonna be all, all around. There's not gonna be more articles, but the without there's not gonna be more interviews, but the without remorse spirit will be there for a little while, and then, and then we'll see what happens from there. Also, uh, I can't speak about OJ, but. I can speak for myself, and I'm pretty, pretty sure that I will never, ever again uh, do uh, a meta webzine in my life because I already did that for like almost six years, and I've had enough of it in a good way. 
mostly. Some, a little bit in a bad way, but mostly in a good way. I've had enough of it. I think I did my part. I think it's it's now time for me to focus on different things. However, though, I will say this. If there's anyone out there in the Northwest or in England or anywhere, anywhere around the world who's listening to this, who has been inspired by Without Remorse website, who thinks that stuff is cool and stuff like that, if you want tips, if you want... If, if, if you want someone to talk to, to about stuff like that, if you want to have your own Without Remorse website kind of project, like get in touch with me on Facebook or anywhere else, however, however you can find me, uh, find a way to get in touch with me, like probably on Facebook, because that, that will be the easier way. And if you, want, if you want, if you have questions about how to do a website and how to get in touch with bands and shit like that, you can come and just ask me, message me and ask me questions or leave me a comment and I'll be happy to help you because I'm done. I'm not going to do this again. I've done my bit. But if I, no, if I'm, not, I'm not going to be doing one either. No. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say that we've, we've, we've done our bit, I think. Yeah. At, at this point, we're, we're, we're both, we're both uh, burned out. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we we did we did our bit and it was great while it lasted. But if anyone wants to have like sort of a successor, uh, if anyone wants to become a successor sort of without remorse and take our place, because there will always be extreme metal bands out there, and uh, it will it will always be cool if there's people out there who promote them. If anyone wants to do all that shit and be cool and write about bands and stuff like that. Get into and but you're not sure how or you're not sure how you can do it better, and or you want just just uh, to share an opinion with someone and just talk about things. Get in touch with me and I can't speak about all the but I personally would give you all my advice and share all my experience with me because I'm not gonna do this again. So the best I can do is just like share my experience and make sure that some of my legacy is kept through others and people just do things properly and well and extreme metal and metal in general benefits from it and music in general benefits from it this is something that's gonna be great and uh, this is something that's gonna make my work that much more worth it so yeah if you want stuff like that just like get in touch and we'll we'll talk and we'll make things happen and hopefully your project can be as great as ours even better why not i'd like someone to prove that the northwest can have a better project than without remorse when it comes to extreme metal it will be tough but if you think you can do it by all means Bring it. I would like to see it happen. That's what I... I would like that too. Because it will be cool, like... It will be cool to see that we have inspired something... Someone, rather, to, like, be better and... Uh, sort of contribute to, to like, their own... Uh, beliefs and their own music scene and stuff like that. Because there's a lo lot of people out there who have not... Who have not listened without remorse? Who have seen like what we've done? They're like, that's really cool. Like those guys, it's cool what those guys are doing. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some of those people would have wanted to do it, do it themselves, but they're like, no, I don't really have the time, or I'm not confident uh, enough to do it, or I'm not gonna be able to do it as well as them, uh, and stuff like as, as maybe stuff stuff like that. Limiting beliefs like that has have held people back. Never let stuff like that hold you back if you want to do something do it i know i know lots of people who have said they want to do stuff like music other shit and they just don't do it because they don't have enough faith in themselves they have personal insecurities they, they don't believe uh, their abilities they think that people out there do do the same thing better and they think 
their thing would not be as good. I I have a lot of uh, personal doubts. I know I'm not perfect. I know that, that there's people out there doing things better, but but that never stopped me. That never stopped Oliver from doing the things we like doing. If we, if you want to do things, we will do things no matter what, and we will continue to do things in the years, in the decades to come. And you should have th that same mentality because that is the mentality that carried without remorse web design for ten years, and that's gonna be the mentality that can carry your project as well. So yeah, don't let yourself be defined by the world. Make your own history, make your own project, make your own legacy. Just do it. That's my message to everyone out, out there. And with that we have reached the two-hour point, and we will wrap it up. Anything else you want to say, Oli? Uh, no, thanks to anyone who ever read anything or bought a t-shirt off me, any of that. Thanks a lot. It's been, it's been great. It's been really fun. It's been a blast. It's been amazing. It's, it's been truly fascinating. Like, I'm not sure if I, I'll, I'll have another project in my life that I feel like, I, I feel that the same feeling of uh, fulfillment that I'm feeling right now. I, and I work on a lot of things. And obviously, I do feel like a lot of fulfillment in everything I do, but Without remorse will always be without remorse for me. It will, it will be something special for. So thank you everyone for making. We also have ten likes, one for every year. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, every, for, thank you for everyone for making it feel special to us. Thank you to all our friends who support us. Thank you for to all the people who read it. Thanks to all the bands. Thanks to everyone who supports Extreme Metal. You're special. This is the last you'll probably ever hear from us in without remorse and uh yeah thank you you've made it special we all we love all of you goodbye everyone oh remember Thanks, yeah. remember Goodbye. Us. see ya